ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way how to make a podcast. And it's free. There's a Christian tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast, which is great, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail, Music Speaks. My name is Blake Mosley, also known as Brosley. And who do I have on the other side of this podcast here? James Cox. Your you co-host. betcha. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. James, what's going on, man? Oh, nothing much, man. It's been a slow, slow week. I worked all week, just like I do every week. Um, I yep. got my coffee on my side, and I'm ready to rock and roll today. How about you? Yep. Same here, man. We, um, we got a slow day at work and this is this is definitely the the highlight of my day oh no, okay good yeah and i just i refueled on some coffee as well so i'm ready to ready to talk about music all right i had i do have two questions for you though i okay. was looking in your snapchat um application and i saw you were being chased by the umbrella corporation a few weeks ago what's up with that so right. <laughs> are you hiding um, something from them or what's going on there yeah, it's it, it happened as soon as um, we dropped the episode on the coronavirus uh, on um, my other podcast, right. and, uh, not religious, and we do we do um, conspiracy theories every now and then, and we did one on the coronavirus. The next thing I know, the next day I'm driving to work and I see this uh, I see this vehicle behind me mm-hmm. with a uh, umbrella corporation tag that followed me for a while, and uh, oh. I was like. Yep, this is it, man. This is how they, they know. <laughs> this is how it's going down. They they know that I know too much. And they do. They're going to infect me. That's right. Yeah, well, I <laughs> guess. Uh, well, see, you know the best way to get rid of the zombies, right? Or to get zombies reframed to you, right? What well, I've, you... heard, I've heard so many methods. So what's, what is your preferred method? Okay, my, mine's a funny kind of method, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the store and buy like like a thousand um, uh, treadmills. And you send them all around your house so they can't get in. <laughs> Done. 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 So, Done. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, sports shops will love you because you're giving them so much money, you know, buying all these treadmills. Because right. right. they cost a lot. So That's right. And that's my and funny. you may not have to spend a dime because if it all goes down and, uh, They're totally you free. know, 
everyone's dead, you can just take them. Yeah, they're totally free, right? Right. There you go. Also, I have another question about your, your Snapchat. Yes. Uh, you've, ever, you've ever heard of LARPing? Yes, I have. Okay, so apparently I saw you I saw you saw two people LARPing with some kind of objects or something. What's, what was going on there? LARPing. Now I'm trying to remember. Okay. Yeah, these, guys, they, these two guys were like LARP, uh, like doing like some kind of uh, yes. play outside oh, or something. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah you, you, got, you got to explain that to me, man. So I was at work and uh, we have guys that come by to clean the windows and stuff um, at the shop. And uh, so I was outside looking at a car and then I look over and these two guys that are supposed to be cleaning the windows um, are having a sword fight with their squeegees and, uh, right. yes. and some of their tools. And I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. And uh, you could tell there was a bromance there. Right. Um, totally. You know, they were they were they were fighting and having a grand old time. The problem is that uh, I think they got in some major trouble with the company that they work for because Uh-oh. so many people saw them out there doing that and uh-huh. it was reported to the their company. So Oh no. I don't know if maybe I got them in trouble, but at the same time well, let's just say, well, let's just say you did not get in trouble. Other people got in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you were just, you know, enjoying life, right? Oh, it was, that was the highlight of my day <laughs> on that day. That, yes, that, but this was the highlight of your day this day, right? Exactly. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you want to talk about music? I love talking about music. Let's do that. Yeah. So what exactly is, okay, so this uh, episode is, is, is totally based on concept albums. Yes, we so, kind of touched on that last week uh, with um, Green Day, with the musicals, and you know, and, right. and the possibility of turning concept albums into musicals. It's just it's easy to do. So yes. I was like, man, it'd be cool to just, let's just do an episode on concept albums. And that's a good, 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 uh, good subject to talk about. Uh-huh. So what exactly is a concept album? Um, the definition is an album whose tracks hold a larger purpose or meaning. Collectively than they do individually, which means they tell a story from song to song, right? Yes, Essentially, right. that's what it means in all sense of it. So, uh, I have looked on the internet researching this episode, and there is a lot of great albums that are uh, concept albums that I never yep. do, that, that, that I never knew about. Yeah, I've got one for you. Uh, and I'll, I'll insert it when we get to that section, but I've got one for you. I bet you didn't know okay. it was a concept album that I recently found out was a concept. Oh, okay. Album. So great. I'll, I'll save that. I'll save that one for you. Okay, great. Okay. So, um, have you heard, well, who hasn't heard of the who, right? Right. That's like an ongoing joke. Who is that? The, the who? What? The who? Yeah. Who, who is that? Right. <laughs> so in May, 1969, they released an album called, uh, Tommy. Hey, Tommy was their fourth studio album um, by, by The Who, and it was a double level. And it is a rock opera that tells the story of Tommy Walker, a deaf, dumb, blind boy, uh, which includes his experience with life and his relationship with his family. Yeah. Uh, now, that is a great song by the name of Pinball Wizard, or just <laughs> Pinball. Uh, that everybody knows about, and that solidifies 
um, the whole ethics of the band Who. Would you not agree, or would you agree? Uh, yeah, I would. I would definitely agree. Yeah, because that's that, like like Pinball Wizard is like one of the only songs that um, I that I personally think the, the Who made to actually uh, get them noticed right off the bat. You know. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, I even I mean, with your concept albums, you need to you need to create a single to kind of get it. You know, get the single out there, get people talking about it, and then once you drop the the knowledge of the uh, the whole concept album, it just it sparks something with a lot of people. If you if you come right out and you say I got a concept album, we didn't really want to put out any singles though. You know, how many people are going to really put forth the effort? So come out with your single that you know is going to grab people's attention, and then while you're at it, just be like, by the way, this song is just a part of a story that you can get. You know in depth if you buy the entire album you know right makes sense right? and i think the pinball wizard is a great opening um it's like one of the first few songs in the album that really solidifies what the whole album is about i mean you talk about a deaf, dumb blind boy that plays pinball you know and right you know, and that and that um gives the essence of the whole album you know coming up so right yeah so i think that's a great album mm-hmm. So, I do. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, so you want to explain the next one? Yeah. Um, so this one's pretty great. Um, I I love Pink Floyd. They're the um, best, I think. They, they are an amazing band. My mom got me into Pink Floyd when I was probably around 10 or so with Dark Side of the Moon. Um, yes. And that that's a great... Uh, that's a great album, and that that's not the album we're going to talk about, but have you heard the thing about playing uh, Dark Side of the Moon at Wizards just the right Oz? time while you're watch- yeah, while yeah. watching The Wizard of Oz? I have, and, and, yeah, and I'm in to do that, but I never have yet, so i got to do yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I have not done it yet, and uh, me and Allie have talked about doing that, and we just have not found the time to sit down and try to figure out where it syncs up perfectly. Right. Now, one of my sisters has done it. And um, she said it's incredible. So I, oh, great. I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. But I think you're supposed to start the the movie, no, the the music after the lion roars roars for the second time, right? Okay. Or, or something it's, like that. I've heard something about that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll have to look that up and give that a shot one day. Right. Um. But the album we're talking about by Pink Floyd today is The Wall. Now I knew about The Wall as an album because of, you know, Another Brick in the Wall and that's a, a wonderful song. I've played it live with a band before. It's a lot of fun. Um, and Korn has an amazing cover of that song, by the way. Um, they do. But, yeah. it's uh, So, it's their 11th studio album. Mm-hmm. And The Wall is a rock opera that explores abandonment and isolation symbolized by The Wall. Um, the songs uh, create an approximate storyline of events in the life of the protagonist, Pink, which is a character based on Sid Barrett, as well as Roger Waters, whose father was killed during World War II. Hmm. Um, if you've never listened to The Wall, I highly encourage you to do so. It's just, it's an amazing album. And not only that, but they have, like, a movie to go along with it. So you oh, okay. can put the visual, yeah, you can put the visual with the album. It's incredible. Yeah, I I run into very few people that haven't heard of the Wall by Pink Floyd. That 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 album is so amazing. It's 
literally right. everywhere you go. You know. Yeah. And I didn't even know that it was a concept album. I didn't either. for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and whenever we get to one of the albums we're talking about today, I'll let you know that that is the first time I ever even knew what a concept album was, and it encouraged me to go back and listen to the wall. And you know, it's just it, you you listen to it differently because now you're like, oh, there's a story to this. It's pretty great. Yeah, it is, and yeah, and uh, and uh, the next album we're going to talk about is it's 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 an album that came out in 1988 that I had no idea. Um, you ever heard of a singer called Jeff Tate? Heard of a thing called what? I'm sorry. A singer called named Jeff Tate. Yes, yes, uh huh. He is an amazing artist and singer, and he is the lead singer or was the lead singer of a band named Queensrÿche. Yes. I've been a I've been a huge fan of Queensrÿche since I don't know when, but but yeah. not in 1988 because I was eight years old and I didn't know what yeah. music was, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, Queensrÿche was uh, they came out with an album in 1980 called Operation Mindcrime. Classic. Cla oh yeah, it's a big, big deal, big deal for them. So this is their third studio album and it's huge. So um. Uh, uh, it is so big that it was originally released on May 3rd, 1988, and the album was reissued in May 6, 2003, mm -hmm. and again in 2006 as a deluxe box set. I don't know. Don't you love that? Huh? Don't you just love that when they reissue stuff and they make special edition albums and... Yeah, but things. right, but but it's it's hard on my on my wallet. But thank God for yeah. for for Apple Apple Music now because you can just hit a button and there it is automatically. You know, yeah, ten yeah. bucks a month, great. So yeah. um, that really uh, solidifies how great this album is to be released three separate times on three separate years. That's just yes. amazing, you know. Yeah. So it, it's also a rock al opera. Which, which follows the story of Nikki, a recovering drug addict who becomes disillusioned with the corrupt society of his time and reluctantly becomes involved with a revolutionary group as, as an assassinant of political leaders. Yeah. Um, that speaks in volumes, you know. Yeah. Uh... I don't know what much to say about this album because this, this album is like a, it's like way beyond my my brain to comprehend. Yeah. So, which 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 is not very um, which says a lot about this band because this band I really looks up their their history and uh, you know goes for the goes for the throat writing this album you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because this is the album with Silent Lucidity on it, right? I think so. Yes. It's oh man, that song is so good. But I remember like seeing some Queensrÿche videos, uh -huh. <clears throat> music videos, and uh, the the drummer had the coolest drum set. You know, I've I've got an eagle eye for like hardware and you know what kind of symbols they have and whatever. Right. But I remember all of his cymbal stands looked like chains like they just looked like wow it, it was really really cool yeah go back and watch some of those old queen's right music videos and pay attention to the drummers um cymbal stands okay they look like chains it's really cool okay cool yeah, yeah. um yeah uh, queen's right have put out so many albums right now and 
And I had a doubt that there there are two versions of the Queen's Reich. Um mm-hmm. only because they they had a falling out and it was the, I I think the name was belonged to Jeff Tate. But I could mm-hmm. be wrong. So there's two versions of the Queen's Reich. Just Jeff Tate's Queen's, Queen's Reich and just the regular old band Queen's Reich. So we check them yeah. both out. Um you know, they're they're both amazing amazing bands. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm gonna let you discuss this next uh, uh, concept album because this is one of your favorite bands, correct? This is this is one of my favorite bands. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance is just a masterpiece from beginning to end, and everything involved with it. Um, it is the uh, the third studio album released by the band. Uh, released on October um, October twenty fourth, and the so like I I listened to a I listened to a uh, a podcast called Wizard and the Bruiser that uh, is great. It's only it's only available on Spotify though. They just went to, uh, Spotify exclusive, so you can't find them anywhere else. But wow. go listen to their episode on My Chemical Romance, learning about their history. And they talk about, you know, the success they had with their previous album, which I'll get to in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, they um, they recorded the Black Parade in like Haunted Mansion um, in England, I believe. Yeah. Wow. So pretty cool. Um, but the uh, the Black Parade is a rock opera centering, centering around a dying character um, with cancer known as the patient. The album tells the story of his apparent death, experiences in the afterlife, and subsequent reflections on his life. He uh, so the song the the first song that comes out um, right away um, is called "The End" on the album, and it's like talking about this this character, the patient, mm-hmm. and his slow descent into death um, in the for the the intro song, and then. The second, like, the, it kind of ends with, like, the heart rate monitor kind of beeping, mm-hmm. and then kind of goes dead, and then the second song kicks in, like, real high-pitched uh, and high-paced and fast and loud, and it's a song called Dead, and it's just, like, about his transition into the afterworld. And then the, the album carries on uh, throughout, you know, with him, like, kind of reflecting on his life and mistakes that he's made and... Um, all these different things and everyone knows welcome to the black parade. I mean, it's, it's identified with the single, um, the single key on the piano, like, you know, in an instant, people automatically know what song's playing, you know? Right. But, uh, the, uh, yeah, the welcome, welcome to the black parade is a wonderful song. The album and as a whole is incredible. Um, but I, I, a lot of people don't know that the album that came out before the black parade is actually a concept album as well. That album that I'm referring to is called Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. That was their breakout album um, that is, really kind of boosted them into the scene. Is that the um, one with uh, with uh, with uh, Helena? Yep, absolutely. So oh, that's, that's the one. That is, yeah. Yep. So that is actually a concept album as well. Um, and uh, so Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is a concept album in which two lovers. They're called the Demolition Lovers. Are gunned down, and the man uh, the man is sent to hell without his lover, and he is given the opportunity to see her again, as he is given a gun and told to bring back the souls of a thousand evil men. 
Hmm. Pretty cool. And yeah. going back and listening to that album now, knowing it's a concept album, I can definitely tie those pieces together. So, pretty cool. It sounds like they produced two dark albums. Because <laughs> you yes, talk about death and, yeah, it's like, well, well, I yeah. mean, music is part of life and it's part of yes. life is, it's, it's uh, dying also, so. Exactly. Um, yep. Big up to them for um, going into the dark side of life, you know. Um, yeah, and you know they they in the out the episode I listened to on Wizard and the Bruiser they they have all these songs about death and destruction and stuff, but you know it's at the same time the Black Parade, even though it's a concept album about a dead person, it's it's a very encouraging album in mm-hmm. the sense of like knowing that it's it's okay to not be okay and to carry on and. Um, I'm not afraid to keep on living. You know, it's so different lyrics throughout the whole thing. Now, teenagers is a totally, totally different thing. Teenagers, although everyone everyone knows that song, but even Gerard Way, um, the singer himself, he's he has admitted he's like teenagers was really just thrown into there, and we made it work for the concept album. But it is really just a totally random song. I think it may have been uh, like it may have been intended to be maybe a bonus track or a hidden track or something like that. But, um, it, it ended up being like one of their most well-known songs. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, you do get some, you do get, uh, um, songs that, that are just making, it just blows up for no apparent reason. And you know, sure. And they don't know why. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and death is a very interesting, uh, concept to talk about because, we don't know what's on the other side, you know, so. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so I went to re-listen to this, uh, the Black Parade, because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm, I'm not a big fan of them, but yeah. I do respect what they do and ha- how yeah. far they, can, they they have came, come, came? Yeah, okay, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I'll, so I will definitely listen to that album yes. again, you know. Now, now that I know that it's a... It's a um, constant album, you know, maybe I can follow the story, you know. Right. So, on the next concept album we have is Johnny Cash. Now, Johnny Cash is a, is a um, very unique guy. Um, he's yes. been around for forever. And I have seen him live, but I do not remember it. Oh, man. Really? <laughs> okay, let me explain. Okay, so so my, my mom and dad, and, uh, well... Our family used to live in the, in Florida, and we were like 25 minutes from Bush, from Bush Gardens. Okay. And every summer, every week through that summer, had a, a, a different artist. Um, and I was like, what, like nine or eight or nine or something? I don't know. Um, and all these country artists came from, you know, came to Bush Gardens, and Johnny Kiss was one of them, you know. Yeah. So I don't remember seeing him. You know, parents say I saw him, but I don't remember. So I was like, oh man, you know. Yeah. I would have been great to remember him. But um, he uh, released an an album called Ride This Train. Okay. Eighth studio album released in 1960. And Ride This Train is low key confrontational retelling of American Sparkles. Each song oh, okay. begins with a train ride to a different city, and a monologue spoken from a different perspective. The monologue inc- includes uh, John Wesley Harden, a humble farmer 
who relies on country farms to get by. Uh, throughout the album, Cash uses the the these entities to express how his heart breaks at throughout at, at the thought of um, native people pushed to extinction by a big business ideology. Yeah. Uh, so it's very uh, unique that he adds each song as a different story, but in the in the same subject, and that's very very unique. Um, you know, I love Johnny Cash. Oh, I knew. I didn't. I didn't even know that this album existed. Me neither. Um, well, I mean, he's released incredible. so many albums. You know, it's un. Right. It's unreal. So yeah, I, I had no idea. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this now. Yeah, and, um, it's not long either. I, I just looked it up, and uh, you know, it's only eight songs. Yeah. So it's I think it's, know, like, it's it's I think it's like forty minutes long or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, but not uh, very long at all. But that's that's really cool. I'm checking into that. Right, and the album cover is so great because I remember. Yes. Okay, so for people who aren't familiar with this album, like like we weren't, it shows a picture of Johnny Cash. Um, he's out in the Wild West. Seems like um out in the mountains and. And the train's rolling by, you know, hence ride this train. And, yeah. And that album cover looks like some, uh, something out of the old West movies. Um, I can remember me and my dad watching old, old West movies and me loving it, loving it. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that if I go back and listen to this, um, album and hearing all the, the different songs, different stories telling between different people that I will really, really love this album. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, it, and it has a good, a, 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 a very good, uh, storyline. Um, yeah. You know, when I said how his heart breaks at the thought of need the people push to extinction, extinction. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, Columbus never found USA. Um, it's always been here. Indian sound at first, so yeah, you know, <laughs> to take yeah, uh, to take uh, what's what's your what's yours and have it ripped from you, it's kind of heartbreaking too, you know. Oh yeah, and the, so. there's a lot of misconceptions about Columbus that are uh, pretty shocking, and, I, and and we're gonna cover that on not religious before too long. Oh good, um, and about how George Washington didn't even believe in God, so. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's so we're, we'll, we'll, have to we'll, uh, we'll get that. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So yeah. another um, uh, country album is a well. Well, I'm gonna let you explain this one. Yeah. Um. So this one is uh, you mean the Willie Nelson one, right? Yes, sir. All right. So Willie Nelson's. Redheaded stranger, my wife loves Stranger's Willie Nelson. Who doesn't? Um, I, right, and I'll admit that I'm not the biggest Willie day. Nelson fan, mm-hmm. but I can definitely appreciate the man. Um, yes, and uh, and his um, and his music. Now, my it's uh, he just played, or he was scheduled to play in Florence, I think, a few months ago, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, my brother-in-law, Ali's brother. Um, and his girlfriend were going to go see him, and unfortunately he had to cancel due to health issues. Um, but, you know, would have still been cool to go see him. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, Red-Headed Stranger by Willie Nelson is his uh, 18th studio album. 
released in 1975. My lord. Mm. Um, Redheaded Stranger is about a fugitive on the run from the law after killing his wife and her lover. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a great. <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds like gr- a great start for a uh, for a concept album. Yes. Yeah. It's, I'm gonna have to really check into that one too because I'm just not as familiar. But <laughs> once I, you know, for me, once you once you know that something is a concept album, it makes it just so much cooler to listen to. Right. And this sounds like a like a pretty generic um, subject, but it's so. I mean, it's it's um. Uh, it makes for a great story. It does. It does. And even that it's about you know killing your wife and your lover. Remind, yeah. Reminds me of of um of the Shawshank Redemption, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what happened in the in the in the very few minutes of that movie. Yeah, but, it's a it's a it's a it's a good basis because there's so many songs. You know, you hear songs about um things like that. You know, infidelity comes up, and then you know, like we we kind of talked about it. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on it, but uh, Eminem. Ne- didn't necessarily do a concept album, mm-hmm. but a lot of his songs where he takes on that slim shady persona right. um, is based on a cheating lover, you know? So he like acts out these, these scenarios in his songs where he's playing slim shady and he's killing, you know, people because of like his girlfriend cheated on him. And uh, uh, go listen to the song Kim. It's very, very rough, mm. but that's you know that's exactly what he's based a lot of his songs off of. It's kind of a continuing story, and it's not necessarily an album, but it seems like there's a lot of songs that are tied to Slim Shady and him being a murderer. You know, right. it's really it's really interesting. Right. And it's always interesting, even though that this is a pretty generic um, subject. You know, um, the features of on the run and clean whoever it's always interesting to hear that story through the eyes of somebody you know because every yeah. every story is a unique and different story it's it's interesting to, to see their perspective on the subject through their eyes yeah. and words so right. and and i'm amazed i'm not being you know um hateful on this but i'm amazed that willie nelson is still here um you know maybe that I, maybe that I, weed I is doing it. something good you know Man, I, it's got to be. Man, he, he, he <laughs> him, Keith Richards, and Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair amazes me still to this day. It's shocking you know, for all the stuff that alive. they've been through. You know, on the right, on the drugs and potential steroids that that um, you know, they've all well, not steroids, but really, but you know, drugs and stuff. So yeah, hopefully he'll live for right. another eighty years or something. You know, because yeah. I want to see his life. You know, I've heard his great lives. You know? Yeah. So see him while you can. That's all I can. That's all I can say. You and know? I tell you what, I tell one person who I miss seeing and I regret it to this day is Prince. Man, he oh, came man. to he came to Columbia one year, and I regret not going. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's you never know. Man. Yeah, you just one, never know. Yeah, that's one cat I would die to go see again. Yeah. Uh, okay, so our very last album that we are going to share with you all today is going to be Shine Down. Yeah. Their sixth student album is called Attention, Attention. And I went to one of their concerts with the, uh, at the, at the of the Attention, Attention uh, tour. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. So this album was released on May 4th, 2018. 
it is a concept album depicting an individual an individual overcoming negativity and and related problems to being reborn as a new person um this album really uh spoke to me because um overcoming ne- negativity is is a really hard thing to do right and it you know it uh I think they wanted to um, uh, write an album meant for everybody because everybody goes through negativity some sometime in their life. Right. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, so I so I think this this album is a really great album that needs to be um, revamped or re um, brought into the into the world again. I don't know if they're um, still on this tour. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. 2018. So they might be. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Shinedown is a really great band to go see. Um, I've seen them like twice or three yeah. times or something. They're really, really great. You know, if you haven't seen them, see, see them. They're really great. Yeah, uh, I like Shinedown. I didn't know that they did a concept album. So that's, I didn't that's either. cool. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I've got I've got one more okay. um, that I'd like to talk about. Um, this one is near and dear to my heart. This is the this is the introduction to a concept album for me. Um, whenever Green Day put out the American Idiot album oh, yeah. uh, in two thousand four, it started out like I mentioned. You know, American Idiot was the first single off of it. I had heard Green Day before, and I wasn't really that into them. I knew a few songs, but American Idiot come out, and it's loud and fast, and it's, you know, anti-authority, and, you know, you're just like, oh, cool, you know, especially for a angsty 12-year-old. Right, right. <laughs> so you're like, oh, man, this is this is awesome. Yeah. So they grabbed me with that first song, and then um, Boulevard of Broken Dreams was the second single that was released, and I was like, man, this song is really good, too. Then I came to realize that it was a part of something called a concept album. And I'm like, what is a concept album? Well, it's an album that tells a story from beginning to end. I was like, wait a second. So these two songs are actually connected somehow, and they're talking about the same person and the same story? Yes? Yeah. Oh, that is incredible. I'd never heard of something like that. So I immediately went out. I bought the um, American Idiot album. Mm Mm-hmm. And I could not stop listening to it. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. So the, the it's a concept album that is dubbed a punk rock opera by the band members. Um, and American Idiot follows the story of Jesus of Suburbia, a lower middle class uh, American adolescent antihero. The album expresses the disillusionment, uh, disillusionment and descent of a generation that uh, came of age in a period shaped by tumultuous events such as the Iraq War. When this album was released, there was a lot going on. War in Iraq was big at the time. Uh, Bush uh, uh, W was up for re-election, and um, they were very anti-Bush. And uh, so a lot of the songs were geared towards that and uh, talking about the war. And there's a lot of talk of like nuclear bombing in the in the album, but it's what I loved about that album, um, even if I didn't have the same political views, it was really interesting to just learn, you know, what their thoughts were on that whole thing. Um, and then to make it even better, the music videos were incredible. 
and they helped to shape that story, especially the Jesus of Suburbia um, music video. Because the song's like 10 minutes long. It's like five songs, <clears throat> excuse me, in one song. Yeah, that's what I was going to point out, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the same yeah, thing is with number 12 with home, Homecoming. Yeah. 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 yeah there's, there's, so those two tracks really have like five mini songs in those. So they made this music video for Jesus of Suburbia. And it was it was like watching a short film. It was so cool. <laughs> um, but what I love even better, so Boulevard of Broken Dreams came out as a single. The next single that came out was Holiday. Holiday is a fantastic well, song. Holiday is an amazing song. But Holiday, if you if you watch Holiday first, the music video, and then you watch Boulevard of Broken Dreams, the music videos are directly tied together. Wow. Holiday is, yeah, go back and, and check that out. It's really neat. So Holiday is like a big party song. Right. Um, but at the end... Um, it's real dark and gloomy and Boulevard of Broken Dreams is meant to be the hangover to holiday. Wow. Okay. So that's really, yeah, unique. like they're, they're riding around in the car and they're hanging off the side of it and they're partying and then the car breaks down and that's when Boulevard of Broken Dreams comes out. So yeah, check that out, man. It's really, really cool. Um, I will have to do that right away. Yeah. When that sounds like I'm not, yeah. 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 And it always was all amazing to me that, that all these bands that, that we covered today, um, they're wickedly smart to write any kind of con um, concept album. Yes, um, I know that I I I, I could, but it, I but I would have a lot of trouble with it. But the fact that all these bands have done it, it just um, uh, clarifies to me that they're really really unique and really smart. Each each yeah. and, each and every band. Um, oh, so. and. Fun fact, we just talked about the music videos being tied together. Yes. Um, if you watch Welcome to the Black Parade, the music video for that, and then watch the music video for Famous Last Words, those are directly tied together as well. So they're like literally like walk like playing on the in the black parade for the song and then Famous Last Words is the parade float. Uh, has crashed and it's on fire and they're playing in front of the um, what is remaining and it's and everything's on fire and it's dark and gloomy and it's just and it's the same director oh, that directed okay. Okay. all those music videos. Yeah. Yep. Huh. So I yep. guess they um, I guess they uh, came to the director and say we want to do these uh, videos um, yeah with each other but we're okay yeah okay cool really neat yeah, yeah really really smart people. Um, yeah, and that's um, uh, my chemical romance for anybody who who was yes. wondering what we were talking about just now. Yes. Yep. Um. So um, yeah. So I guess this is this is the end of this podcast. Um, I thank y'all very much for um joining and listening to this uh episode. I know we didn't cover much um artists with the, with the concept of albums. Um, I know Judas Priest did one. And yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, so we're probably gonna bring a part two to this um, subject yeah. matter because there's absolutely so could. many albums that are concept albums that we didn't even realize that were. You know. Yeah. Frank Sinatra did one. Yes, he did. Like it, that, it's he, yeah, you just would have never thought. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, who would think that you know that Frank Sinatra you know would would come out with the concept album? You know. Yeah. So it's incredible. Yeah. Um. So anybody who has um. 
any kind of advice on who did the content album, please send them in to yeah. our Facebook or email, um, and we will get get going on researching them. And and part two, um, we'll bring yep. them up. So yes, yeah. So thanks again, uh, everybody, for um, listening to this podcast. Um, I'm James Cox. That and is I'm Blake Mosley. Brosley. Brosley. And, That's right. And we will see you next time. Later, guys. Later. Bye. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.